This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a, a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind of like that. Well, I would like to welcome a man who truly does not need an introduction to the Sub 70 podcast. He is the golf professional that everyone should know. Or I'm rephrasing. They should know who he is, but they don't because he knows everybody in the golf business. The great, the American treasure, Mike Dominic. Welcome back to the Sub Seventy Podcast. I'm here. I'm I'm so happy to be here. I always look forward to these things. You have no idea. Well, you had some real inside. Let's let's just do inside information. U.S. Open. You were out there with Wyndham Clark, one of the best players in the world. You're out in San Diego. Mm-hmm. You're 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 living the life. The weather's perfect. It's U.S. Open week. Let's we'll dig down a little bit, and then we'll get to the Dismal River trip, but. Give me from 5,000 feet, from talking to Wyndham, course setup, vibe. What were you seeing out there at Torrey Pines? Well, the vibe the vibe was great. I mean, it was it was really a last second ad because I I we you know we all got back from Dismal on Sunday night. His brother calls me Monday morning and says, "Hey, Wyndham's got an extra ticket. Do you want to go to the Open? By the way, you got to get nine COVID tests." And I said, "Well, yeah, you know, sure, why not?" So we ended up getting all that done, we drive out there, and I'm calling everyone in my phone I know who lives in San Diego. And, oh, yeah, you can stay here. You can do that. Well, let me check. Let me do this. So everything is just completely up in the air. I mean, we're, in, we're on, like, the 310 to Yuma. So halfway through, Wyndham texts me and he goes, hey, buddy, I got a bed for you. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I don't know where we're staying, but I'm so excited. So we get there that night. We're in this five or six bedroom Airbnb up on the hill of Del Mar called the tree house that I would never live in this house full time, but it was so cool to stay in. And we, we get in there we're, we're hanging out. We, you know, after we go to dinner, we get this practice round media, all that other stuff done. And the guy's just sitting there playing gin with one of his buddies, like not drinking, not doing anything, just hanging out. Hey, thanks for coming, buddy. You know what's going on? How's the course playing? Well, as you know, the U.S. Open, the rough is thick, and that's our avoidance all week. I said, okay, perfect. So the next day, he was set to go off at 220, but with the Marine layer, he got postponed till 350, so they knew that they weren't going to finish. So wake up the next morning, we're going through, hey, Doug, how you feeling? He goes, I'm, you know, feeling great, feeling like a million bucks, everything's good, and he's sitting there playing gym with his buddies. Because, like, what do you do when you pass the time until you have a 350 tee time? You know, you play, you play gym with your buddies for 100 bucks a hand. It was great. Like, we just sat there and watched them play gym. So, they, you know, they go out there. They play their round. Obviously, it, the first round did not quite go to par. I think he shot four, ended up shooting four over, but he only had four holes left to finish. And the greens in the afternoon at Torrey were bumpy. They were rolling about a 12 to 13 because the sun came out and it caked it out a little bit and we're riding home with him and he gets in the car, hands us the beer from the hospitality tent. And he just goes, that was really hard. <laughs> that was just a really hard day. And then we get back his agent, his agent, Rob Muji like the greatest guy. He like goes to his taco truck and he grabs like 50 street tacos of all different Types. Um, steak, chicken, barbacoa. That's not good for but, your you know, body after the eating at Dismal River, by the way. No, no. absolutely <laughs> not. But but as as the honorable JB said, when you know, hey man, I'm gonna have another steak because when you're in the Midwest, you have steak. When right. you're on the West Coast, you have fish and you have street tacos. I agree. So I guess they literally got us 50 street tacos, and we're sitting there and we're, we're kind of laughing, we're doing stuff, and it gets quiet, and Wyndham goes. That was a hard golf course today. He just, he just straight up said again. He goes, "That was a hard golf course today." And yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, what else is there to say? I think it's you know, the guy just slightly off, right? It just, it doesn't take much, and you're on the bogey train, right? It just doesn't. Is that's a pretty big boy golf course to begin with, and then, you know, put the old U.S. Open setup on it. Which, by the way, I think the USGA actually did a pretty damn good job of not having it be half stupid. 
right? Like, it, well, he, he, well, yeah. But if, if if you screw up a U.S. Open on the West Coast, how bad? I mean, how bad do yeah. you have to be? The weather's predictable. You know, that's like that's like you know when the when the um, U.S. Open goes to the Northeast or or the South or you know the the, the middle of the country or somewhere. You, you know, you can have heat waves, you can have cold waves, you can have a plethora amount of rain, you can have thunderstorms. Um, you know, the grass will die out. It's just there's so much stuff that can, the, the wind will pick up astronomically in the afternoon. So there's there's so much that can go on where, you know, you have the June gloom in San Diego. Okay, we're going to prepare for marine layers, 75 to 80 degree weather, very light wind. That's it. Seeing that so, golf course, yeah, out there. Like you're walking the course, you're out there looking at the rough. What's a legit zero handicap? A legit zero who can travel with the zero at a country club level. Guy's a banker. He's a good player, but he's a zero. What's he shoot? Eighty three, eighty four. And you'd be damn happy with that. Yeah, as you'd be damn happy with that. I mean, I mean, I I sent you guys the, the picture um, from the dismal trip, or the guys from the dismal trip of my feet standing in the rough next to the driving range. Yeah, so um, which was the rough throughout the course, and you can barely see my shoes. I mean, that's what it was, but. The thing about Tory is the fairways are so narrow. If you miss the fairway five to 15 feet, you're in deep rut. If you miss 20 to 45 feet from the fairways left to right, you're in the trampled down area where everyone's walking. It's actually bad, like if you're right? gonna miss, yeah, miss if you're big, gonna miss right? the fairway, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. So so when then the first days you played with Matthew Southgate, who finished second in the European Open, which got him in, and he played with Matthias Schmidt, who just graduated from University of Louisville, who's an amateur, a German kid. And they were talking about how Matthias, since he was just a little bit shorter than Wyndham, how his misses were actually perfect because all of his distances off the tee were equal with the fairway bunkers. Right. So if he missed left or right, he was in a fairway bunker and he had a perfect lie. And which he you, knew that. Which you would take over the rough any day of the week. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Unless um, I think it was Bryson uh, the last day hit it up. I mean, he shot 44 on the back nine. So instead of people yelling Brooksy when he's seen off, they should probably start calling him 44. But he, I mean, he was up in the lip of the bunker because he hit it so hard and he had to lay up with a wedge. Same with Justin Thomas, you know. So it it's uh, but but like with my first time being out there on the property, it was a super easy golf. It's a huge piece of property, but it's a super easy golf course to walk. Where you can let a guy go, like 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 when when we're on uh, like eleven green, twelve tee box, you can just let him go down there. You can watch people come in on eleven, tee off on twelve, come up on thirteen, tee off on fourteen. It's a really easy golf course to watch a golf tournament. I mean, it was awesome. My other follow up is when somebody gives somebody like you nine medical tests, did they find anything interesting besides your COVID free? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything uh, nothing, else that popped up? Uh... Nothing just, that's cure. No, nothing that's curable. Okay. Nothing that's curable. I may have. I may have um, contracted it on the dismal trip, but we're not going to say anything about that. Well, there's probably um, some interesting bacteria in the dismal river out there that you have not been exposed to yet, and who knows what the consequences of that will be, say a year later. But it's not like you're going to be quote unquote normal <laughs> anyway, right? Like so. No, you met that. me at dismal. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no way. Back well, let's there's, get, there's no. There's no way. Well, so the the, the U.S. Open, you got. Kind of, you know, John Rahm gets over the uh, the hump per se. Everyone thought he was obviously the, one of the best players in the world without a major. As a professional golfer, form I should say former. Can we call you professional or former professional at this point? Semi pro, semi pro. I'm like the Let's Jackie. I'm like the Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon of professional golf. As a semi pro or once full time professional golfer, watching what he does, what do you love about his golf game? And just kind of like. How how where's the ceiling for this kid? My God, I mean, I mean, just a little bit of his backstory here. I mean, the guy was, you know, he won the Big Twelve individual championship when he was at Oklahoma State. You know, um, you know, he was four time All Big Twelve first team. He was a graduate transfer to Oregon. Plays one year, wins the Pac twelve in Colorado, and. I mean, no player I don't think in the history has ever done that. John Rahm? And 
No, 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 no. I was talking about Wyndham. I'm no. sorry. When you t- said kid, I forget that Rom is a kid. Yeah, I mean, the guy looks like he's age. 40. Well, the yeah, guy looks like he's 40. The, 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 the ceiling is the limit for Wyndham. The guy's an absolute phenomenal player. Okay, no question. When you look at – right, when, let's circle back here. When you look at Rom, the guy's backswing is about as short as yours. And he hits it, what, 310? More. Or I mean, marine later, or more. I mean, right. carry, yeah, carries at 310. He's, he's a great – there's no weak parts of John Ron's game other than his temper. And sitting there with, you know, like we got to meet Drew Stoltz, the sleazy man, Jeff Fujimoto, who are both up at Whisper Rock, and get to hang with Rom a little bit. And they said that he's always tired of people talking about his temper on the golf course, which I've, when talking to you, have been highly critical of. He's a Spaniard. I mean, he's dramatic, right? But it seems like he's got it under control to a bit where he knows how to manage his emotions better. And that, I, I believe, is like what's always been holding him back. I mean, besides leading major tournaments in the numbers of shanks and third rounds. I mean, we all saw that shot at the Masters. You know, it, the wheels would just kind of come off for two or three holes. But there, there is no limit to what John Rahm can do. The guy was – I mean, I watched him play at the Phoenix Open when he was at Arizona State, and he got a top, what, 15? I mean, the guy was a – the guy's a stud. He always has been. There's abs- I mean, there's absolutely no limit as to what John can do. The only th- person that's going to hold John back is John. I think he could be and a Hall of Famer. I really do. I think his talent. He's no doubt. He's, he's just that no good. Doubt. You know, the thing I like about what he's done, and we'll get to Wyndham in a second since he brought it up, because I think he's going to win this year. I think he's – I love Wyndham's golf swing. I like everything he is doing. But what I like about Rom is you ever notice he hasn't gotten, like, super trim, right? He's kept, like, almost no. like – But I kind of like that for his body, right? Like, that's his natural weight. He's thick. He's strong. He's not trying to look like he's running a marathon. Like, I think that guy having a bit of a belly and some mass is that what that short little golf swing sort of needs, right? I think he'd get worse if he lost 30 pounds. Yeah, the guy eats ceviche and prawns. I mean, he loves it. I mean, that's the, the Spanish way. You know, don't work out. And here's the thing. Chicks love dad bods. I mean, is it more comfortable to lay on six-pack abs or a dad bod? It's way more comfortable to lay on a dad bod. Why, I, would, why am I working out in the gym a crazy amount in my late 40s then? Why did you tell me this now? What? what, what? Exactly. you got to put the bow flex away. you got to put the flex away. But, but let's all admit, when, when John Rahm was with Adidas, they did a terrible job of dressing him because they tried to dress him in the same stuff that DJ would wear. And that ain't going to work. I mean, yeah, he looked like the pudgy kid in band class that was walking onto the basketball team. He looked terrible. But don't but now you agree, with, like, he shouldn't lose the weight, right? Like, that's his – that's no. his – right. Like, there's no point. He's strong as an ox. There's no point in him getting ripped. He's like he's like farm boy strong. Let it be, right? Let it let it be. The only person in the history of golf that I, that I remember, in my memory, everyone can fact check me on this, that has lost weight and gotten better is Rory McIlroy. Because he used to look like he was sniffing out an in and out from from Ireland when he was in juniors. I mean, the kid was a pudgy, curly haired dude that was had nothing really going for him. Yeah, I and mean, David Duvall was a nightmare losing weight. Nightmare. Carl Peterson. John Daly. John Daly bad losing weight. I agree. Carl Peterson. Boo Weekly. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Boo Weekly was another one. Phil's done okay though losing some weight, but he's working out pretty hard. Yeah, but Phil's Phil. I mean. You know, Phil's, Phil's a Hall of Famer no matter what. I mean, you know, no, no matter what he does. Like, losing that weight and stuff, I think he did it not to help him with his golf thing, uh, golf game. I think he did it more to help him as a lifestyle. Oh, you know, man. where I think guys Duffner, try to lose weight. Remember, Duffner lost his oh, belly and was terrible. He well, was bad. Uh, yeah, d- divorce amongst other things. But right, that, but his, he needs the big <laughs> like, he, he needs the bowling ball down there by the – he needs to have one big ab as well, right? Like, he did not play good skinny. One big ab and a, and a fat gagger. I mean, could you imagine Blaze Olsen coming in, like, looking like Mike Colgate? The guy would be a disaster. The golf swing wouldn't work. Wouldn't no. Work. The, the, fire, the fire and fall back pull fade would not work with well, Colgate's body on Blaze Olsen. 
Well, speaking since we're transitioning from greatness to John Rahm to Blaze Olson, which is greatness <laughs> on a different level, let's talk about the Nebraska trip. So the crew gets together. We got Danny Woodhead, Commander Riggins. I call it, should we call him country superstar, Kenton Bryant? Something like country, that. Country superstar, Ken Bryant. Yeah, you might as well. The guy owns the guy owns Dismal River Nebraska patio. Yes, he does. He's very good. And the honorable J.B. Mathers II, the whole crew, the great Mike Dominic, Violent J. Armour, everybody's there. But you guys start the trip out right with playing, in my opinion, even though I'm not a member there, I'm a member at the club next door. It's all a great area, but Sandhills. What is it like and- to play the Sandhills Golf Club, or golf course, I should say, GC, the experience and rubbing elbows with a two-time Masters champion who happened to design the golf course being out there when you're there. How was, you know, recap of that experience and how good is the architecture on that golf course, overall opinion of the, let's just call it the experience of Sandhills Golf Club, Mullen, Nebraska? Well, first of all, shout out to our member, if he ever listens to it, our hosting member, Mark McWaithy, who's also a member over at Black Sheep. I hope I'm okay using your name. You're not on the most wanted list somewhere or something. But him setting that up, blind in the dark, giving us the chance to go out there and play was absolutely first class. And everything about Sand Hills was absolutely first class. I mean, you get a membership guest number for the day. So as a guest, you get a membership number, and you just charge everything to that account, as you know. And they send, they bill once a month on the first. They send you the bill, you write the check back, and then you're done. And you are allowed once in your lifetime to be an unaccompanied guest at Sand Hills. And we, JB and I, the Honorable JB Mathers III, and I get there at 1030 at night. And, and you've seen JB. I mean, the guy, the guy's, you know, he's vegan. He hasn't missed many meals. So we panic going through North Platte because I have to get this off my chest. We panic going through North Platte the pride of Danny Woodheadville and we end up eating Arby's and we went through probably $40 worth of Arby's well, on J- our way. JB looks like he can eat some Arby's. Did you yes, go like original? Guy, Did you just go beef and cheddar? Did you switch it up to a Reuben? We Would went you? two for three beef. We went two for three beef and cheddar and the uh, Greek Euro because nothing screams worse than getting white foreign sauce at an Arby's that they call the tzatziki sauce, okay? <laughs> well, I, I think the last time I checked, North Platte is known for its Greek food, so you should be absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Maybe that's what happened to Danny, and he got so fast, like the like the Greek track runners. Like, I have no idea. But anyway, we're eating it, driving in this two-lane road in the middle of the dark, just crushing it. was like, oh, my God, it feels so much better. Because we didn't know if the kitchen at Sand Hills was going to be open when we arrived at 1030. So we get there. We agree by three, I'm not going to call them old, three very mature ladies who are all retired teachers from Mullen and North Platte, could not have been nicer, showing us around the area, just leave your car there, no one's going to steal it, Mm-mm. yada, yada, yada. You're safe. Every, everything's laid out for us, it's great. So we go down, she's showing us where we're going to have breakfast, and right next to us is the sign that just says Crenshaw. And I look at her, and I pull my hand out, and I go, is Ben here? And she and I didn't say it like that, but I was like, "Is Ben here?" And she goes, "Absolutely, he's downstairs having dinner in the bar." And I turn and look at JB. I'm like, "We need to go to the bar, obviously." Walk downstairs. He's sitting there with seven guys from Austin. And I go, "Oh my God, it's Ben Crenshaw!" Holy crap! So JB goes to the bar to order, and these ladies could not be more accommodating. They're making his drinks. Ben gets up, gentle Ben gets up, goes outside, smoke eater. And I, I look at JB. I said, "I'll be right back," because. If the last thing I do, like if Ben grabs and throws me over the balcony and I drown in the river, I can at least say I went out by meeting Ben Crenshaw. So I go out there. Well, his name's Mr. Gentle Crenshaw. Ben for a nickname, so he's probably not going to seriously attack you. It would be <laughs> yeah. my guess. I mean, you can't be slightly know, annoying. So, I mean, it's it's plausible, but, but unlike We call him Violent J Armor, and he gave me the most hugs I've ever received in a 48-hour well, period. Well, that's like calling the hefty guy skinny. It's like a he's nonviolent. Yeah. Right. It's okay. All right. And a shout out to the ICP in a funny way, right? <laughs> totally. Exactly. Totally. Anyway, so, no, so, I, so, so Mr. Crenshaw, so let's call him that. Yeah. So right. I got to talk. So I, I talked to Ben for 10 minutes. 
It was a great 10 minutes, shook my hand, all the things. Could not have been a nicer guy. Go back inside. JB's having old fashioned. So we're sitting there drinking, burn old fashioned. So we're sitting there drinking and uh, we're just listening as flies on the wall to these guys telling a story about Ben. And I don't know if it's appropriate to our listeners if I tell one of the stories, but it was one of the most epic stories I think that I've ever heard about his master's jacket. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and tell it anyway. I'm going to keep it very Is PG. this inside information from the Sandhills that should not be released to the public or is this one safe? No, this one's totally safe because like we were, we were, we were sitting next to him and, you know, all that other stuff. And these are just guys from Austin that he had out in order to, uh, you know, it, it, it just, just in order to play the golf course and see what it is. I don't know if they were investors or, or family friends or, or anything like that. But a lot of these guys like were telling stories about gentle Ben and you know what, now that I think about it, I'm not going to tell it because that's something I think I'll take to the grave okay. because it, it was just, it was one of those stories where you, you couldn't stop laughing. Like you just couldn't, you know, because he confirmed the story, right. When the guy told it, you know, about his, Math, you know, about involving activities that he's done in his master's jacket. Well, we and tell stories you, about you, though, too, when, when, when you're not around, though, but we won't tell those either. <laughs> but you're usually out of the room, and then JB will tell something. Yeah, like that's, that. yeah that, that, that's, all, that's also true. Okay. That's also true. But, I mean, that was just, it was a phenomenal story about, I'll give you a few minutes. It was a guy's wife that had a fantasy about oh, wearing oh, the no. master's jacket. And Ben just says, you know what? I can't lend it to you. It's worn out. <laughs> and I said, that is, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I said, that, that's the PG details that we're okay. just going to keep it at that. And Ben goes, I confirm that story, but it's worn out. <laughs> he just goes, all right. So, so you that, get, was, that was worth the price of mission. So you get to play Sandhills, and it's it's Blaze Olson, uh, the Honorable J.B., country superstar and yourself uh give me a rating of the golf course overall like where do you put it how great is the architecture you've played a lot of them what do you think the architecture for constructing a course in the absolute middle of nowhere in sand hills nebraska was phenomenal does the course blow you away hole by hole visually no, but playability and how he designed it, because there's no course rating. There's no course rating because the, you never know which way the wind's going to blow. So the fact that the guy who goes down and designs a golf course that you can play with any different type of wind is awesome. Like you're standing on the 18th hole, and like you play the 18th hole, right? And you think that it's nothing but bunkers down the left side, and then you realize you have a big gap over there where the windmill is. And it, it, we played it dead into the fan. We played it in the morning with a left or right wind. Then we played it dead into the fan the last round. But imagine playing with a right to left, downwind. I mean, you can hit five wood or sandwich into that green. It's, the you know, it, I mean, it, no, it, it, no, it doesn't. And then like 17, the part of three was 134 yards. And I blasted a seven iron pin high twice. Uh, you, you, you know, but but the other thing is, if if there's no wind, you're hitting pitching wedge. Right. And right. the way this is, the, the way the whole course is designed is absolutely fantastic. It was a, just a phenomenal piece of artwork. Um, comparing that, because a month before we played Old Sandwich out in Plymouth, even though it rained four inches on us, and at Old Sandwich, it was still awesome. You know, I mean, just the way that they designed, but but Sand Hills, no, not Sand Hills, Old Sandwich had pine valley-esque feels to it where sand hills had a little bit more like um like shinnecock just kind of like that yeah. open air fescue turf old school deal so but it's it's you would agree it's a bucket list golf course though 100 percent. if you have a chance to go play sand hills don't fly to Denver, fly to North Platte, get a car, drive up there, stay the weekend, and play. And it's a small clubhouse. It, it, and the thing that we were screwed up, so we ate Arby's on our way there. We get there. Of course, they told us the kitchen was closed. But Gentle Ben and his crew got Midwestern Nebraska dry-aged 
14 ounce ribeyes and mac and cheese. And as soon as I came out, JB looks at me and goes, we effed up. Big time. Big time. And, of course, like, JB's like, I might order one for the both of us just so I can say we did. We can pluck off of it. I'm like, yeah, no, no crap. <laughs> so you wake up, and now you're driving seven miles as the crow flies, but, like, 43 minutes Dude. over to Dismal River to, to where we're hanging out. And Great, dri- great drive. It is, a, it is a really cool drive, actually. You know, got the one-lane road to get the, the clubhouse where we got it. But how – I'll just say this, and I'm obviously biased. That's the most. That's the best golf trip I've ever been on. That's the best group of guys, the most fun. And it started last year with Slaw and Woody and Riggins and that whole crew from out there. And we're just sort of adding to it a little bit. But is that not the – how fun was that group? And how good that, are those guys? As like, like we're, we all did this one week, and like I feel like I, I'm like your buddy JB Mathers the second, the honorable. I love that guy within like one hour. Like I feel like one golf trip, I could call him right now and be like, I'm coming out to Eureka for three days next week, and he'd be like, you're staying at the house, no problem. Like that is such a good tight group, and like I'm I don't know, like I feel so fortunate to be able to like do that once a year with all the guys and like obviously you and J B are a part of it too, but is that not like the best group of guys ever to go play a weekend of golf with? It was it was great. Everybody was like minded individuals. There was no tension between anybody for golf, football domination. Um JB and I obviously came in a little bit hot from drinking all day at Sand Hill. No, we did well, we drank waters, but they're alcoholic waters. And uh, you know, I interrupted Slaw's story at dinner. I'm I still feel really bad about that. It's but a great you know, story, the thing, by the way. Because like how often do you have a broken back and a broken sternum in your last game of professional football and man that whole game out, right? That's that that's and, a good story. And I interrupted him to tell him the story about the one time I broke my toe at Q school. I right. mean, it's the same thing. It was the it same is. thing. And I just, he couldn't understand that. So I bowed, I, I bowed down. Um, but, but the nice thing is we, we sit down at dinner and the, and the cool thing, like, like we pull up, JB breaks his phone, right? Which was the best thing to happen to him because he's such an Instagram girl. He was like, granted, I had to do more work because I had to take pictures for the rest of the trip for him and send them to him and all this other stuff. But the best thing that happened to JB was he broke his phone. Cause then he could just focus on, focus on golf and be JB. And he comes in hot. Our Coors lights get, you know, taken from a, a different car that was, you know, <laughs> long, long gone at that point that he yeah. was even more upset about, but we pulled down and I remembered that violent J and the gentle Scott Nieder gang are in cabin 15 because of the groups. Hey, come to cabin 15, have a pregame, do whatever. So we're driving down. I see cabin 15. I slam on the brakes. I'm like, I'm going to go meet these guys. We're outliers. We've met zero people here other than Blaze and Ken who we met at Sand Hills today. So I knock on the door and Jay answers it with his shirt off and a bucket hat on. It's always a good look. Drinking, yeah, drinking a White Claw. And Scott is just over there lounging in the chair like, what's going on, guys? How are you? No, there was no weird stuff going on in here. And I just thought, oh, my God, well, you're drinking White Claws. It's, you know, whatever. So he gave him some crap about that. And guess what? They rolled out it. They gave us hugs. Everything was great. Go to dinner. First time I see you, I walk in the door. You look me in the eye and I say, it's nice to finally meet you. And he gave me yeah. a big hug. Yeah. I mean. It's what we do, man. Like, that's that's that group out there, right? Like. It is. It is. Uh, it's. It's a cool thing we have out there. Like I, I so cherish that trip once a year. Like, and I don't want it to get much bigger. Like you know, big time no. power needs to be out there and grows it. But I, I don't think it'd work with thirty guys. Like, I think it's sort of baked into the cake. And right, you know, and, and it's it's just it, it works. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's a great area of the country to play golf and links golf. So now you know we meet everybody. We're having fun. Give me your synopsis of Nicholas's take of the Sand Hills, and then Doak. We have we have thirty six holes there. I love both sides, but I always like your opinion since you know you are a semi professional golfer. Kind of give me your take on both sides and the interpretation that you saw from the architects out there. Um, well, after well, I think JB is still in therapy 
from the white horse. The I don't horse. understand. He just needs to toughen out a little bit. He sucks. Straight. You have to understand that he sucks. He's hungover. He's trying to drink his way out of it. He's he strong a two-way mess. It looks like he can hit it. Yeah, he hits but it 300 he yards. A, yeah, when he hits it straight, but the trees are in fescue are full of long hitters. Like, you know, come on. But but the thing is, like, we got we got spoiled at Sandhills the day before because even though they have fescue, the fescue is very thin, and you can find your ball. You go to Dismal River, the fescue is like, you hit your ball in there, you're lucky if you find it. But if you want to go out and play a drinking game with your buddies and have everything a little more wide open, a little more player-friendly, play the red course, which is the dope course. I think that's that's more of what that is and, and, and what his whole mindset was behind that. And the back nine of the dope course was probably one of the favorite nines I think I've ever played going up against the hill like that in the valley. Isn't that gorgeous? And yeah. It's, it was it was awesome. I mean, that par three where you made birdie on 16 with the seven hybrid slice in, in the back right pin. That was great. Cutty Sark. Cutty Sark. I mean, like, it doesn't get any better than that. The white course, though, in terms of, like, if you want to go play a championship golf course, you go play the white course because that thing is going to test your patience and your drinking ability and – kick your teeth in a little bit because the thing that I love Jack Nicholas, like we're great friends. We, you know, for Jack Riggins, we talk all the time, but the thing I do not like about Nicholas courses are the blind shots. I do not there's like some blind shots blind on that shot. golf course. Right. And if you're playing it for the first time and you're JV Mathers, who's an 18 vanity handicap, you're going to lose some golf balls. And he was just not okay with that. And it's just something where he was making his voice heard more than his game heard. And he's got to get those emotions under control. But the white, the, the white Nicholas course, I think, is a better championship golf course than the red. If you're going to drink, go play with your buddies, want something a little easier, go play the dope course. But both courses, both courses are good. Both so courses was, are good. I play better on the white, and I don't understand why. I think it's hard. Well, you're an athlete. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all that. That's for sure. Well, I don't know. I, I like. I think it's like uh, maybe get more focused or something. I don't know. I love. I love the enormity and the size and the magnitude of the Nicholas White. Right. Like it's just well, got a, this. It's got this brawniness to it. Right. Like it's just right. Massive. Well, you're yeah. You're a broad-shouldered guy. So that's, very athletic. I think that's why. Very athletic. I think that's yeah. why you like it. Hashtag both legs. Yes. I like that. I like that. I, I have. A, I, I actually have a question for you that I wrote down here three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, of who you haven't met that came on the dismal trip, who was your favorite person, MVP, in your eyes? JB. I like seeing people have fun, like if I'm hosting it, and I think that guy had as much fun as a human being can have in like three days. I mean, I love He's, you, but I mean JB's like, the man. He no, was just I, I, the right, like it's just like I watched like pure joy. That dude had as much fun as humanly possible in three days, between starting early with fireball and going all day and overeating <laughs> and letting his body quote unquote go. Like that guy was level ten out of ten. I laughed at his shit more than anybody. Like I had his, the best time just watching him. Right, just his watching arteries. Him. His arteries were clogging as he was talking at dinner, and he was just still mowing down is, is the ribeye steak. Best dude ever. Like I love that well, guy for just spending three days with him. I love that dude. Oh, people can ask. They're like, "How do you know JB?" I said, "Well, he's my high school golf coach." They go, "He's terrible." He said, "I go, I know." <laughs> but the best was we were driving around in these whatever cars because we were a private school. We didn't take buses. We took private cars, and JB taught us more about life than than anything the best advice jb ever gave me was he goes mike you are going to have way more fun in life when you stop caring about what other people think about you and i took that to absolute heart maybe too much to heart but i took that to heart and when when, when he's coming on the trip i'm like hey can i bring a guest yeah i get a guest jb you want to go he's like boys golf trip i'm in i mean the guy is an honorary member at band and dunes that's how much he goes up there. Yeah, the dude is just, he had as much fun than watching him and Violent J together in that cart. Those two were just <laughs> made for each other that last day. Oh, God. Like He got that, Jay back on track. That was cool. It was, uh, and then like the other cool part of that trip, it's like, and 
my buddies are probably like at nauseum about this, but like I was telling guys like back at the home club here, like you watch a like somebody play music and they're like pretty good, right? Like, oh yeah, that guy can play guitar and sing pretty good. And you know, like a local band or a local bar, even bands you really, or a singer or a, if it's an acoustic set of somebody, you think that guy's really good. And then there's Kenton Bryant good. And I would be saying this to Kenton if he was in front of me, but I don't know if you saw, and I'm guessing you did, that there is good and then there is greatness. And I would call what he can do with an acoustic guitar in front of 10 people, 12 people, 15 people in our group. It is so ridiculously talented. He is so ridiculously talented. To watch it up close, you're just blown away of how there's a reason he's toured the world and has albums and is professional. Don't you think? Like, how, how, how ridiculously, and he's a great guy, fantastic human being, love him and his wife. We like, they've stayed at our house. You know, our wives got along great. Like he, the, 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 he's so talented, but yet so grounded. He's such a good dude. And his wife's just a sweetheart, but his wife that, is awesome. Yeah. To see that talent up close though. Isn't he just literally it's off the chart, right? Of how, well, he's unbelievable. But this is another thing that JB, JB sits there and he does so well. Like JB's done radio all his life. And then he goes, Hey, Ken, I thought you were going to play us some, you know, because we decided not that we weren't going to do the concert on Friday night because right. it was got too late and the dinner took too long. Well, whatever. So JB goes, Hey, um, Hey, Ken, how about a little, uh, you know, music? I mean, I came here to watch the concert, you know, and stuff like that. And he goes, you guys want some music? And he goes and grabs his guitar and just rips off five acoustic songs where I'm pretty sure I was crying on your shoulder, but it, I, I, I said that I, I had not heard him perform live before and i was just taken aback like i had to get a couple videos of it and watch it i mean i sent that to all of my friends i put on instagram i'm like dude have you heard of this guy i mean this is unreal and he's a good golfer he's the woody was pissed he was the best six handicap that ken's ever seen (laughs) Or what he's ever seen. I mean, yeah. he's just like, he's like, dude, this guy's killing us right now. I'm like, yeah, I know. And we got Jack Riggins talking shit out there. That's not great. This isn't great for us, Woody. We got to step our game up. <laughs> no, he can, so, he's, a, he's a good player and he's working at me. He loves to play golf. But man, you, you know, there's, there's, you watch that talent and you're just like, wow. I'm just like blown away by it, like how good he truly is. And I'm not just saying that because he's like friend, but like you can see it, right? Like he's that talented. Well, it's, it's the same thing. Like, if you go back to, like, I, I, I would compare him to a guy like like Wyndham. I mean, he's just – he's super talented. He's going to crack the code at some point. Like, you know, like, we think that Wyndham's going to have a win by the end of the year. I mean, the guy right. is just that good he's at t- golf. And then you see a guy like Kenny. He's just – he's that good at country music. I guarantee you, though, Wyndham's not a sixth handicapped guitar player. Yeah, you know? he's, he, right, right, right. I mean, yeah, he's he's a good player. I mean, he's long, he hits it good. You know, it was it was fun to hang out with him. He had a blast, and then, you know, and then you got the original Nebraska crew. You got you got Big Matt Slauson, athlete. Uh, he struggled day guy. one, but we kind of got him going a little bit, right? He was getting the club a little bit stuck, so he kind of found himself. Is there? A, I mean, yeah. once again, the best dude ever, uh, Woodhead, who's playing some phenomenal golf. How about Woody tuning up in our matches, and then going out and finishing? You know, T four in the Nebraska. I'm gonna go. Game. I'm gonna go full JJ Colleen here and say hashtag credit to me on that because we were because so we went off as a threesome that first day or I'm sorry the second day on the white course right I mean remember I showed up I had just been singing to the porcelain god I was a little bit hungover maybe drunk from the night before trying to keep up with Matt Slauson which I will never do again and I got lassoed so I had a oh knee by injury, the way you getting lassoed. Might be my favorite clip of the whole trip. <laughs> that you didn't think he could actually lasso you till you started no, running. Rather they, slow, by the way, for a professional athlete or semi-pro athlete. Don't no. Okay, I am going to a hundred percent defend myself on this because you they, look slow as I shit. Listened, dude, Jesus, I was running vertical. Did you ever watch watch Remember the Titans when the guy like? gets clipped and then he's running down the dude who's the running back who's like running straight up and down. I was literally thinking like, I don't want to outrun this guy. Now, granted, am I the fast guy alive? No, I'm not. But I'm like, okay, I don't want to outrun this guy. I do want to give him a chance to freaking hook me he, just he, in he, case. Cause I, did you think yeah. you were going to get hooked though? 
Because he got no. You. Well, I <laughs> didn't know. I, I didn't know if it went over my head. I didn't know if it came underneath. I didn't know where it came from. All I remember is lying face down in the dirt, laughing so hard because it just came out of nowhere. Like those poor cows that he. Well, you know, he's a real cowboy. Like he has a farm. This is what he does now. Like he's roping shit. Like that's what he does. He's I like, would he's say like a real that... life. Uh, he's like a real life rip, but he doesn't like kill people. I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Well, no, that. Well, he only wanted to kill me. But the thing is, like, I wouldn't really call him a cowboy. Like that was more broke back mountain. I think he's more of a rancher. There you go. You know, There's a he big, just, okay. he, there you yeah, go. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. I think that's I, I just, a way better analogy. He's a rancher. But he's like, a rancher. Yeah, he, he can, like, throw the rope, and he got you. He hooked you. That was he a great hooked, video, by me. the way. You, he hooked me. It was just it was just awesome. And, like, my boss calls me when I get back. He goes, did you just get lassoed in Nebraska? And I go, yes. He goes, I just sent that to all my buddies. By a 320-pound man. Yes. So he sends out a company email. He goes, did you guys see your colleague get lassoed in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Oh, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then but, Commander um, Commander Riggins, right? Like, former Navy SEAL. How great was that when he made everyone guy. do the Pledge of Allegiance? That was great. Well, as JB stated, because this is the guy that JB is, um, Real Housewives of Nebraska showed up and wanted Kenton to play 90s hip-hop. Wasn't going to happen. Like, no, absolutely not. The guy's a country singer. By the way, his cover of George Strait, phenomenal. Mm, so then, and this lady's trying to get, yeah, this lady's trying to get everyone involved in the game room and do whatever. I'm like, hey, we're not about that. Like, we're, we love you. We're here to spread the word, but we're with our crew because we just, we love hanging with each other. And that's the way it is. And Reagan's got everyone to do the Pledge of Allegiance. That was, that was great. We had to, take Jay's arm and hold it up. So he was actually doing a salute or putting his hand over her heart. Cause I'm not sure he was capable to get it up there by himself at that. Point. I don't know if he knew he was in America at that point, but we made it work for him. We, we honored Rick with that one. He was on the, Jay was on the moon and we, and we know the, the, the scariest moment for me, um, at dismal was when we're going on the red course, from 10 green, we tee off on 11 and you drive across the bridge. Yes. And narrow bridge. Jay just says, yeah, Jay just says, tuck your legs and arms in. And he never let off the gas and drove through. <laughs> that may have been the scariest part because I know he's had at least six high noons because I had at least six high noons. And the next day I'm riding with Kenton and Kenton probably drove that going four miles an hour. And I realized how fast we were going through that bridge. <laughs> did did you take anything from the great Blois Olson's golf swing of aiming forty five degrees right, and then you sort of pull fade it back to the left ninety degrees the other way, and then kind of hit it down the middle most times. It's aim right, so, body stops, fling over to the left, little flip, and it's a pull fade every single time basically. Pull fade. So, mad respect to Blois. When I first met him at Sandhills, I thought he was a bit of a serial killer because he didn't say very much to me. Um, but, you know, and he didn't have his padded glasses on. So, I, I didn't quite recognize him at first. But, Blois, Blaze, 103.3, the Blaze in Minneapolis, you know, as, as JB said, you know, hard rock. Ben Hogan always aimed 13 degrees right of his target. And then he swung left of his target in order to basically square up the foot path and the club path to make the ball go as straight as possible. Please tell me the you're boys, not comparing Boyce Olsen to Ben Hogan. I'm not, Mr. Hogan would I'm roll not, in his grave right now about nine times over if that's what you're going I am. I am not, but the thing is, Boyce has tendencies in his swing that are really good that a lot of us wouldn't really think are that great. However, I hope Blaze is listening to this when it comes out, popping a real expensive bottle of cab on the back deck at Minneapolis Country Club in his patented blue and orange outfit, which I didn't know that that was actually a patented thing. And but I picture him Blaise, like maybe at nighttime wearing like blue and orange sort of like velvet pajamas monogrammed. Probably velvet pajamas. I think a zip-up hoodie with the pajamas. 
monogram maybe or they could be yellow or, or blue and orange like like assless chaps or something like oh, god of hell oh there's an image all right moving on to cincinnati um thanks for that so you, there's a little hogan in boys so there's a little bit of genius in there a little bit of genius. There's a little. There's a little bit of genius. Boys would be a great. I don't know exactly what his official USGA handicap is, but like 19, boys would be like a. Okay. Nineteen. J. Okay, JB. Get on the phone with Blaze right now. Call him because you're a vanity eighteen. Get him out for the member guest in Eureka, California, and have that guy play because he'll, he keeps it in play, keeps it in from. He's a Gruden grinder. Um, no one's going to expect much from the guy, but he comes out and he performs. I really like Blaze Olson. I mean, the, the dude is just, he's a class act. And him coming up with a story about how he played football quarterback in eighth grade and Slauson, taking snaps from Slauson, I mean, that, that may have been like next level greatness right there. Well, how about speaking of, well, I don't know if it's greatness or stupidity, how about Violent J doing the Oklahoma drill with Slauson? Shout out. I've seen Shout fear in a man. Jay. Right. When he picked him up on the run block, I saw Jay's eyes, and Jay had a look of terror like he was about to get launched into orbit. And then Slaw let up yeah. after he lifted. Slaw must – Jay's probably 190 pounds. Matt lifted him up huh. uh, two feet off the ground and was running with him like he weighed 13 pounds. It was like picking up a two-year-old. Jay had some terror yeah. going there. He did. He did. And, and – We'll get back to Oklahoma drill in one second. But Blaze taking the snaps from Slauson, and he drops the phone and then jumps on it like he fumbled the snap. <laughs> so Slaw goes over and from the Rural Housewives of Nebraska takes an empty Michelob Ultra bottle and drains it out. He's like, hey, we're going to use this. And by the way, and JB's like, I want to see a completed pass to Jack Riggins. There's windows behind Jack. And oh, yeah. Jack's sitting down. and Yeah, and he hasn't caught a freaking football pass since 2006. Like – Okay, so we're not going to use the phone. We're going to use a beer bottle. And the guy snapped it through a strike. Riggins caught it. Turned back the clocks. Awesome. All athlete. of a sudden, Jay's doing – Athlete. Hashtag athlete. All of a sudden, Jay's doing the Oklahoma drill against Slaw. Gets almost pushed into the weeds down the cliff. And luckily, Slaw held up. Yeah. Next one, we had a false start by Slaw. I'm just going to say that. Like – I think JB stuttered a little bit, may have been the maker's mark. I don't know, but he stuttered a little bit. Then we go to the we go to the third one, and Jay kind of like he kind of stood up slaw a little bit to the point him. where like yeah, well there was six degrees of separation. Then slaw went for the roll. Jay used his pristine athletic ability and got around him, and it was going to result in a sack or if Mark Sanchez is QBing the bus fumble. I thought Jay did a great job there. I, I think he 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 had to use his uh, quickness because if he's going mano mano you know mano mano power game, he's got nothing. He saw that with the fear in his eyes. He got lifted off the ground and almost thrown off the premise of or property of Dismal River. But he he's smart. He adapted. Slaw goes low. Jay scoots it right. Got to the quarterback. Totally. So, totally. I mean, all credit to Jay at some level for uh, adapting quickly against a former NFL great. I mean, you got him, you know, he got him once. And I think he, like, hit him in the mouth on accident, too, and caught a little, like, got a bleeder on Slaw. Yeah, I mean, Slaw was, story. Slaw was down. He was, having, yeah. he was having flashbacks to blocking for Woody in San Diego. You know, that's probably not good. Well, but the trip but, was was really good. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're in next. I mean, you guys have to come back next year, right? Like, this is this is going to be penciled it, in the calendar every year. It's it, it's in our blood now. Um, two shout outs I do want to give guys that we didn't get to talk about very much: Mike Colgate, toothpaste, Nebraska silent, golf legend, slight, uh, well, silent he was, killer. He's, he's he was staring. He doesn't he was, say anything. No, he doesn't good. say anything until he does. He's great i mean the kid yeah. bombs he's 145 pounds soaking wet but he's sitting across from me at dinner and i'm just kind of staring at him and i didn't know if he was gonna like throw his drink at me and sort of bar fight or just be like dental ben i i had no idea but we went out the next day and i'm like okay i'm gonna look and see what this kid's got and then after the first few holes i go 
This kid's got a pretty good golf game. He does. I mean, he's he's got a good golf game. He doesn't say much, but you know what? Talking talking is not for everybody. And he, uh, when 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 uh, when he was on our team, uh, he just kind of like Riggins gives him sort of like the look, like it's time to go. We need some birdies, and then it's just like silent assassin. He's good. Yeah. I I no, can't beat Mike Colgate. Can I say that? I can't beat Mike Colgate. Too good. No, well, Way too good. Gross or net? Both. Uh, what is, is your good. handicap, by the way? I don't even have one. Three? Anymore. Four? Yeah, yeah I, I played oh. to a four, but I don't think they're going to let me play to a four lat, no, next year because I went like. Well, well after watching that. your game, after watching your yeah, but, game, you're probably a Bismol River scratch. Just that. But but I have I have I've played no competitive rounds this year. That's literally the first competitive round I played. I have no idea what I'm going to shoot. I don't practice. You were MVP time. of every round, according to Jiggins. I know. I know Riggins was like sucking up to you, but at the same time. After every round, I'm like, God, I thought like you played pretty good there. Oh, Jason's Highland team beat you by 17. Huh. Oh, I went 74-71. So it was, yeah. it was respectable that's, from the member ridiculous. tees. I can't, I can't play from Mikey Colgate tees, though, or Mikey Tooth Yeah, but you do it. You played you play the back tees with us when you came out for that last nine when the sunset was going down. You are absolutely killing it. it, it you were at quick. least even par. It can go fast. I got nothing. I know. I, know. I got nothing. Well, you got something. It might not be nothing. The last last shout out you and I want to give Scott Meter Gang. He, Scott, I love Violent J. I love the boys. I love everyone that we met. My MVP that I've never met before, Scott Meter Gang. That guy was so solid. He was just a dude's dude. Well, he's a dude's dude, and I'll tell you what. Don't bet. He was on, thank God, our team in one of the matches. We clobbered him. Like, if I messed up, he had my back. That dude was solid, hits the power fade, made like three birdies in the first like nine, ten holes. It, the match was over quick. Like, Scotty can play. And, like, he's a good partner. And then if he's on the other side of you, though, he wants to kill you, which I love. Like, he's talking yeah, shit. He's- Right? He's got like that he's killer. He's it. got that killer instinct. Well, I him agree. and JB got to ride in the cart at the entire first day together, and every time they pulled up, they were drinking the bottle of Fireball. And Scott was just like, "Hey, you know, he's six five, went to U of A, he knows how to drink, but the guy slaps out there two fifty, keeps it in play. I mean, he's a total gamer and he'll good. Yeah, from what? Yeah, from what I heard. But the guy, I mean, he's." He'll talk to you about anything. You know, switch dude. gears and everything. He's just a solid, solid dude. I really like Scott Nader again. It's a good group, man. It's uh I can't wait to do it again next year. I can't like it's the it's the best golf trip of the year. It's my favorite golf trip of all time. And the and the group even got better. Even having you out there, which was questionable and, and Riggins almost you know, vetoed you out. It still worked even with you out there, and that's what's what that's I'm okay. grateful for. Right, that's like, okay. I'm okay with him. I'm okay with being a little bit of like, like, like we said, we're, we're here to shake things up. Right, and you did, and it was shaking it up like to the positive. People were concerned. I was a little concerned, but you know what? I think you were like the cherry on top to like a really good <laughs> for the golf. Now I know you're lying through your teeth. <laughs> Now I know you're lying through your teeth. It was fun. I can't wait for it for next year. But, you know, like, there is two spots open, though, for, you know, two guys that were, in theory, invited. And I hope they listen to this. Petey and J.J. Colleen. Wouldn't they be perfect for this? They like to gamble. They would be. They both play. Right? Like, those guys would fit in with this perfectly. I mean, here's the thing. We even crashed a car in their honor. Yeah. Like we we took a hubcap off a off a My car God. where that was the funniest. I thought Kenton had the look of like when Riggins housel rocketed it. That Kenton <laughs> it was coming right at him, so he doesn't know to move right or left. And then it hits the hubcap, <laughs> and that like in slow motion, the hubcap sort of implodes and then falls down. Right, yeah. and it just well, like, and then it, Kenton's like, "Oh my God, what happened?" Like, you know, Riggins well, just was, like got this look. It was right on cue because everyone's saying, "Hey, we're playing as an eleven sum going in, getting dark," which was the best two to three hole of the trip. Is having all the carts in the same fairway, no one out there but ourselves. And Riggins has been saying, "Don't get in front of me! Don't get in front of me! Don't get in front!" Of me. Ken Park's car in front of him. He freaking stone cold 
Hazel toss it over to the right. Takes off. We could have killed the country star. We could have killed the country star. Right. right. Yeah, he's got it. Like he's got to tour the world. Like we could have taken out. A, I don't know a tooth or something. Would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been terrible. You know, like you had that, and then poor Violent J. I mean, driving up the middle of a three hundred foot wide dirt road, <laughs> catches a route, and it, this was a this was a Top Gun esque moment because. He ejected safely like Maverick did, but he was literally saying to Scott, goose watch the canopy, and poor Scott got thrown into the windshield. I mean, guy's lucky to be alive. Lucky. These, it, golf can be very dangerous. It can be a dangerous game. Um, you know, and sometimes you just, you're just fortunate, and those guys were fortunate. It, uh, it had nothing to do with the 12 or 15 cocktails they had going down the road that two semis could go down to, quote-unquote, catch a rut going right, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just unfortunate. I guess would be the right terminology, right? No, 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 no um, user error there whatsoever on violent chase part was, or Scotts. There was no user, no user error whatsoever. Um, the look on Jay's face coming in was like, "Oh my God, Jason's gonna fire me!" Uh, you know, I don't really know what's gonna happen. I, I mean, but you know, the poor guy after two days was definitely the drinking MVP. Even though JB had dinner the second night, was getting unruly loud, and I had to tell him to calm himself because there were high school kids at the table next door. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think JB can put down a few more than Jay, though. Like, well, I, I, they're different guys. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got you know, ways of like, like people don't like JB is built like a like brick shit house, like shoulders. He's like a big dude. Uh, so if right. they're going like one to one, like Jay's not going to be able to keep up with JB. He's a former like college football player. He's a big boy, and yeah. uh, I think I think Jay trying to keep up with JB was a bad idea. Well, it, well, that was the second day though. The first right. day, that, the first day he was with me, and he was intimidated because he was playing with Nebraska legend Danny Woodhead, and he was just like you know he. I think he birdied the first hole. Then he had like three straight bogeys and a loss, blah, blah. And he's just, he was distraught. So I said, well, look at this. The guys may have taken our Coors Light the night before, but they didn't take the fireball. And so he started hitting the ball. And, and by the way, I do have my check here. I'm just going to read off our bar tab real quick. Between Violent J. Armour and I, uh, the first day, it uh, goes, High noon, high noon, high noon, high noon, high noon, high noon, Miller Light, high noon, 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 Coors Light, Coors Light, Bush Light, high noon, high noon, high noon, high noon. So that was, that may have had a little bit to do with why he couldn't find his ball the last six of the second, of the second 18. You think? But it was a good time had by all. No permanent injuries between roping, crashing a golf cart. Oklahoma drills or a flying beer bottle. I don't think anyone's yeah. feelings were hurt too bad, and no one got arrested. And I think we had a hell of a lot of fun. So I, I think overall, let's great. call this trip. Like, I'm going to call this trip an A plus. And you got to play I, you sandals. know what? A plus. A and we plus. got and we got to play sandals. And we got to play sandals. And guess what? We got the invite back to go to sandals when whenever we want to, and we can coordinate it. Um, it as long as our host member is there, and and that was something that was. First class on their part. We didn't embarrass ourselves too much. Um, but I'll, I will say this. As much as the um, Sand Hills is obviously amazing, but Dismal River in terms of the hang and the and the people there and stuff like that, I mean, Dismal River is awesome. And we appreciate you inviting us to come out and play. And um, as we said, I hope Boyd is drinking an expensive bottle of Cabernet listening to this. And all There's no other way he's going to roll. He's not going to drink a bottle of Rio Needy with his matching <laughs> blue and orange <laughs> Alphadon with his copy of what's he reading? War and Peace, probably in a fine War, leather chair. Yeah, War and Peace or Vanity Fair, probably Vanity Fair. You go. know, or, or Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu's Art of War, probably. There you go. That would be very much something up his alley. <laughs> well, as Fair. always, thank you for your insights. Um, you know, I think we need to do maybe a British Open, or I should call it that, the Open Championship Recap. Oh, I think you could, you know, 
Wyndham will be in the, the, the championship. You'll get some inside <clears throat> information there. You analyze quite well of what the pros are going through. I think I think that should be on the list. I think it I think it should. Um you know, again, shout out to Wyndham for hosting us. I mean he was a great host at the US Open. Everything was top notch. We had a great time. Um talking to his coach Boyd Summerhays on the insights of the players in the course. Boyd was an awesome dude to hang out with and, and the whole crew, right? Like we just, we had a great time. You know, we supported local restaurants that had just been opened. Um, we, we can't say enough about everybody that was out there for having us, especially with you being the hostess of the Moses at Dismal River. Um, I mean, that was top notch first class. Um, I wish the people that were sleeping next door to me would have kept it down at night, but you know, Woody and Slauson, they, they, they tend to not go to sleep so quick. So hopefully for next year. Whatever happens in Nebraska stays in Nebraska. Just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> that's very true. That's very All right, true. semi-pro. I appreciate it. Until uh, next time, um, Unt- you know, stay well and you know, try to break 75 if you can. Until next time, I love your sweater vest game.